welcome to the Baller Boys Podcast. They're all about sports, sports, and more sports. And now, the Baller Boys, Mark and Shamaya. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Baller Boys Podcast. It's your boy, Mark, and I am not doing this alone. I am joined by the SOTB, the music man with the plan, Shamaya. Red Bull gives you wings. Red Bull gives you wings, but it doesn't give everyone wings. Uh, as you will see in this, uh, the title of this, this episode, this podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about a pretty controversial person right now. Um, but with before we get to that, let's start off with something a little more positive. Baller Boys, thank you all for listening to the Baller Boys podcast. We can be found in all uh, podcast streaming services everywhere. Type in Baller Boys podcast with Mark and Shamaya. Uh, yeah, there you go. Thank you all for giving us your ear every time. And uh, we know how valuable time is. And thank you for just uh, listening to us banter about sports and just doing that. We do this thing after work. Uh, it's about as blue collar as you can imagine, you know, just a couple of guys just talking like sports, purple. doing their thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. He's got the point there, but thank y'all. Thank you all for listening in and uh, continue to do that, please. Cause we appreciate the support and uh, don't forget to get a little more involved too. If you want to leave a comment to leave a review, let us know how we're doing. If we suck, let us know why. Uh, at least it's some sort of uh, feedback. So thank you all. Now, Shemaya, we've got ourselves quite the topic today. We're going to talk about Russell Westbrook. Uh, this name alone can generate a ton of heat, a lot of reactions. But uh, yeah, we're just going to talk Russell Westbrook because this guy in a matter of two or three seasons has gone from an MVP to now he can't stay on a team you know, one and done with the Wizards, with the Rockets, with the Lakers. And he cannot seem to find a home anymore. And uh, his stats, I've pulled up some of his stats here. And really, there's not too much of a difference. I mean, his in 2018, uh, which was the last year he was with the Thunder, he played 73 games, 36 minutes, 22 points a game, 29% from three. Again, Russell Westbrook has never been a good three-point you know, shooter. So that doesn't surprise me too much. But the big thing here with that I noticed was his rebounding numbers went down. His assist numbers went down and his, uh, it seems like his decent decision-making has gone down as well. Uh, just based on what we've seen on the Lakers, uh, he seems to be, be playing, have played at least last season uh, with more laziness in his step, uh, just less IQ, almost like a sense of uncaring. And in his media um, scrums after games, he just comes across like meh, like whatever. I'm doing my thing. I'm not. I'm not going to let it bother me. But the thing is, a good NBA player doesn't let the media bully them, but they have to acknowledge when they are making a mistake. And Russell Westbrook has his. He said, you know, he doesn't really see too much of a problem with what he's doing, or at least with last season with the Lakers, where a lot of people were pointing out his flaws and kind of pointing out lazy plays on his behalf. But um, there's a difference between, you know, just ignoring everything and, you know, letting something, you know, bother you. And then there is, I'm not going to let the media attack me, bully me. I'm not going to let people get to me, but I'm going to acknowledge that I have flaws. That is what Russell Westbrook should have done last season. 
And instead he's coming across as this guy, like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm just going to be playing. And the whole basketball world knows that he has got problems and they, they were on full display last season. So um, with that being said, Shamaya, what, what are your thoughts on Russell Westbrook? Well, first, before I say anything negative about Russell Westbrook, can you imagine if you're an MFA trying to say his name? Russell Westbrook. Uh, Ryan Westbrook. That's <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. But no, uh, before I, I kind of get my thoughts on that, the good thing I would say about Russell Westbrook is he is the only player in the NBA history to have scored at least 35 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 16 times in one season. So I have to give him those proper, uh, you know, respect. No one's doubting him to be a great player. But you pointed out that he has flaws. And my thoughts is he's a player that probably hasn't really lived to his fullest potential. And I know that's probably harsh, but what I'm trying to say, yeah, I know I have like 10,000 pauses, but bear with me. This is like, we're going in school zone right now, so we're driving like 25 miles per hour versus 90 miles per hour. Russell just has like the work ethic to work hard, you know what I'm saying, in most of his career. I don't know what happened uh, with L.A. Lakers. I think he kind of forgot to work. And I know that sounds harsh, too. <laughs> but I'm just trying to be careful because, like I said, overall, I would say he's he, he would be an average NBA player on the top side. He's not like a low... I'm trying to be very careful with my words. He's not a deadbeat player. He was last season compared to like what he's been capable of doing, right? But my thoughts is simply this. He is not the player that we saw in Oklahoma, if that makes sense. Because I believe... Is early earlier days. I think he was just a little bit more sharper, and you could probably argue and say he wasn't. But I'm just saying, like the stat I put out there, the only player in NBA history to score at least 35 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 16 times in one single season, and he's up there. And oh, that's that's the point I want to make. He he did that in Oklahoma when he was in Oklahoma. So my point is simply he is not really right now living up to his his potential, man, as a as an athlete. And you think, yo, go ahead. One one quick thing. I know I've been like ten million pauses, but 
first and foremost, I want to make it clear that I respect him as a person. He does a lot of things with fashion and stuff, you know, on the side, outside of the NBA. He, he gives back. He does all this good stuff, as one should, right? It, you ought to do that when you're making good money like that. But being, being critical of his game, I will tread lightly on that on eggshells, but I will say he has been disappointing uh, lately. His game has been disappointing because I think his potential is a lot more, a lot much greater than what has been displayed since last year, recently of last year. Because last year I just feel like he just, he just felt like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling this right now, and that's the only best way I can describe it. I just feel like. Not necessarily that he gave up 100%. Someone probably would say he did. I could probably agree. But I think it's not so much that he gave up 100%. I, I think he just got really comfortable and just, like, underperforming. But I think he did have sparks last year. But it was, if you look at the whole season, it was, like, more like a flicker. Yeah. And I, I think the fact that the Lakers struggled as well as a whole, and a lot of people just like to blame Westbrook as the sole reason for the Lakers. Hey, that's a good point because they, he, he was the only one. Like it wasn't like everybody else was on fire. Like everybody else was exactly. Having their fair well, share the rest of, of the team was crap too. I mean, yeah. let's. I mean, no. He just got a lot of blame because I think people, including myself, I can't speak for anybody, but I speak for myself. I, I expected him to really like push that team, excuse me, to have a chance to go to the finals. Like I, I thought it was going to be a, a monster team, but it was like the opposite day. It was like, you say one thing and then boom, this happened. It's like the total opposite expectation of the season was just like, whoa. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. I think everyone's expectations, uh, you know, was like, oh, this team is going to the finals. This team is going to do it all. They're going to pull it off. But um, yeah. And I think that really hurt Westbrook's character in general and his performance. Don't get me wrong. He had some bright spots in that season, but um, there were also a lot of bad spots that were on display on social media, especially. I don't know how many clips I've seen of Westbrook either just getting lazy on offense, just chugging up shots, um, just not looking like his normal self. And you would think it's weird because he's been put in a position to win a championship with the most recognizable NBA player of our generation in LeBron James. And you've got Anthony Davis there. Uh, Of course, you know, he's got his injuries um, issues as well. So did LeBron. Again, that's going back to how the Lakers as a whole, like the team, um, just kind of let themselves down last season. Of course, you can't help it with injuries, but these guys are getting older. AD, you know, dealing with injuries. LeBron's getting older. um, And they already didn't have a proper roster to support these three, I think. Um, Like some of these guys coming off the bench just were not helping them. And their defense struggled last year too. And when you have a defense that can't help the offense that is already struggling and playing like with injured guys and LeBron and AD, um, you're going to struggle. And that's exactly what the Lakers did. And they couldn't afford for Westbrook to even drop in quality at all compared to what he was last season. Well, before he played with the Lakers, he was averaging 22 points a game with the Wizards. Uh, his three-point percentage was up, actually. Um, this past season with the Lakers, he only scored 18.5 points per game. 
29% from three. So his three point percentage dropped as well. Um, his assists dropped, his rebounding dropped, everything dropped um, from the season before uh, he came to LA and don't get me wrong. He's got to, he does pass the ball to other guys to, you know, get their stats up. So his stats would naturally go down. Um, but at the same time, you see Westbrook making these really bad decisions and almost kind of playing hero ball um, to his own detriment. And that's another thing you'll see with some of these players is they try to play hero ball and do it themselves when they really need to get the other guys involved. But as we just talked about, Shamaya, when your Lakers roster is not built properly, you kind of have no choice as a star, as a quote-unquote star player that Russ thought he was. He's a very good player, but hes I don't think, I think star Russell Westbrook is gone. Um, he's going to go into hero mode where he has to feel like he does it himself. And of course, when you have volume players, volume scorers like that, they're more than likely going to make mistakes. And um, that's just how it is. It's like asking a quarterback to have to throw twice as much as he has to. And when he ends up with more interceptions, it's no surprise. It still doesn't make him look good, but it shouldn't be surprising because you're asking him to do more. And Russ just playing hero ball, but just not making the right decisions hurt the Lakers. I mean, this is another uh, analogy. It's like having Tom Brady throw the ball with a blindfold. And it doesn't matter how good he is. He's in an impossible situation for him to even perform. And I feel like mm-hmm. Westbrook, if you will, because I still think he's a player that can grow into something even more than what we've seen. I think he's going to have star power like a LeBron or something like that. Maybe not. Maybe not even as much star power as uh, Kevin Durant. I'll ask you a question after you go. Go ahead. Because I won't say who said it, but someone had a good point where they questioned his basketball IQ. And I'm not a basketball player, so I'm automatically disqualified for even talking in that conversation. But there can be some arguments made with that. It's not saying that Russell is, is not a great NBA player. It's not saying that at all. But it's saying he's not in that elite room, if you will. And that's why I feel he has to really show everybody, not tell everybody what his thoughts are. He just has to show on the floor. And I think he's kind of getting up there in age where it's like, can he, you know, I mean, yes, can he play basketball? Yes, of course. But can he be on that elite status? Can he be in the elite talk like LeBron, Steph Curry, KD, you know, even Giannis. Giannis is above Westbrook, in my opinion. And and I was about to ask you, so I want to ask you this question. Is Russell Westbrook still an all-star to you? I think he is. I, I think he is because he also he he holds the record of being one two players in the NBA history to have at least forty triple doubles in one season. So you know he has some good records on his sheet. It's just that what we saw last year, last season with LA Lakers, it's like wait, it's this. This don't look like a guy who's carrying these records in the NBA. It looked like a guy who 
either got tired and said, you know what, I'm gonna rest this season and not yeah. put my input in my hundred percent. But one thing I'll be careful is I won't I won't deny Russell's greatness and say that he is washed up and should not be playing in the league. But one is gonna scratch their head though and say, man, is he gonna be fully, you know, committed to playing his best game? You know, I mean, at least, at least, at least we're not comparing him to someone that is a big question mark, and that's Ben Simmons. We're not that far down the rabbit hole. But one more question, man, is is he is he is he good, man? Like, does he really want to play basketball anymore? Like, you know, he's probably listening to this podcast and probably Bring some records. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna have a chip on his on his shoulder. But one can only hope that he just really does the opposite than what he did last season. Because last season was it was tough to watch, man. Like watching the press and all that. It was tough, man. Because it's like <laughs> we see yeah, they, what we they see. They were getting on him. Yeah, they were getting on him after every game. And uh, the thing is with him, you know what else I noticed about that season too, is even when he did have a good game, there was still always that cloud of doubt over him. It was was always some kind of slant. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kept bringing up old stuff. But the problem is when, when people consistently see you not doing something to elevate a team, it's hard for them to not talk about it and point that out. Now, in his defense, there's a lot of distractions that happen. Like if you look at the past two years, the world that we live in, there's been plenty of distractions, but you know, someone who's been the NBA or is in the NBA, you probably be like, man, no, that's baloney. Like we all had to go through that. <laughs> you know, we all had to face distractions on and off the court. You know, I mean, he had his fair share with the fans interactions. So, you know, it's a lot of points that can be made up for him or against him. But the bottom line is that he has not been the old Westbrook that we saw in Oklahoma City. That's just that's just proof. There's no way anybody can can say that he played better. Outside Oklahoma, I think he played his best game when he was with Oklahoma. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he won his MVP there, like you said, his triple double record. And does um, he still have that fire? Like that's the question. Like you respect his age and say, "Oh no, he's gonna be good. He's gonna bring it." But the question is, is he though? Because what we saw last year, everyone's gonna be scratching their head and say, "Man, like he looks good on paper," but is he? See on fire, man. When you actually, it's funny you bring up the paper thing because it's one thing, to, like you said, to see the numbers on the paper. Like, oh, he scored twenty points this game. It's pretty good. But when you look at some of the footage and some of the decisions that he's made, it's off. like it leaves you scratching your head. Like, yeah. okay, now we see why this team isn't winning sometimes. Because, like, I feel like, <clears throat> like LeBron, when the season was over, he immediately like. We saw him in the gym, you know, workouts and stuff in the summer. And 
if you look at Westbrook, you just hope he brings that that passion to the court when the upcoming season starts. Because if he doesn't do that, man, like people are just gonna they're just gonna rehash last year. And they're going to say, well, see, this is exactly the way he was last year. You know, he's just inconsistent, you know, and this is not what he was like in Oklahoma. And people can make good points and say, well, he had KD in Oklahoma and blah, blah, blah. But the point is, I don't think he's that elite name that you talk about, right? He's not the jersey that everybody's talking about wearing. I don't hear anybody in my neighborhood talking about getting a Westbrook jersey, but that can change because he does have potential. He he does have stats to his name that suggests that he's he's a decent NBA player. And I would say more than decent, he's he's a he's a great NBA player. He's just not on that level of elite players, at least not yet. And can he go past that level? I'm gonna have to say, I don't think so, man. I think age is gonna catch up with him, but it won't deny his heart for the game. And that's something that he can show that will really set the tone. Question I have for you, right on the spot. Do you think he's Hall of Fame material when it's all said and done? Absolutely. See, that's what I'm getting at. Like, if his heart shows for the rest of his career, then he can take away that he is Hall of Fame material. And I have to agree with that. I think he is. Because what we saw him do, he's in the same talks as as far as the stat that I said earlier about uh, one of the two players in NBA history to, uh, to record at least 40 triple doubles in a season. Like, the only other one is Oscar Robertson. So, if you look at the IQ of the game, disclaimer, I have no idea what it is because I've never been in NBA, never been affiliated with it, never been a coach, never been blah, blah, blah. But you have to suggest that Westbrook is not just an average player, right? He's a player that has a certain style, is aggressive, is Westbrook, you know? And we can see that old Westbrook, then maybe people can appreciate his game a little bit better. So we can be all more educated on who he is as a player, because only he can teach us. But every time we watch footage, you know, body language, all that stuff he's teaching us. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. If he does revert back to his old fire where he's a little more controlled, you know, he's focusing a little more on the IQ, his decision-making. Yeah, I think he definitely, he still definitely has years left in the league. And I'm not saying he needs to retire right now or anything. They're still there. Like, there's still something there. Oh, in the if, tank if for him. Chris Paul is still in the league, Westbrook is going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the thing with, there's like Paul, Paul yeah. Like Paul's thing is his injuries. Westbrook's thing is his decision-making and exactly. his dedication to what team he's on. So if only Westbrook had Chris Paul's dedication and Chris exactly. Paul Because he don't have his injuries, so he probably <laughs> yeah. have like two or three rings right now. Yeah. Like if Chris Paul had Westbrook's 
like athletic ability and his endurance, then, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you said, he would have won a couple of rings, but if Westbrook had CP3's IQ, his decision-making, oh my gosh. I mean, Westbrook probably would have had a couple of rings himself too with KD in Oklahoma city. Same thing with CP3. If he had Westbrook's durability, like he would just be like, yeah, he probably had at least, I would say three, I'll say two, two solid ones for sure. But yeah, again, Westbrook, the old days, it's like 90s music, man. It's, it's, well, I won't go that far because some people might argue with me and say Westbrook wasn't that good. But in my opinion, just in the context of what the topic is for the show, his old days is like the good old days in the 90s. It was just really good stuff. He was exciting to watch and when you watch Oklahoma. But he needs to bring that that back if he wants to get a ring. If that's where we're like road mapping to, then if it's anything less than getting a ring, then he's just basically having fun in the league and that's it. But hopefully he's trying to map his way to potentially get a ring with somebody. Yeah. Another thing that I think he needs to seriously consider is um, not playing hero ball and not acting, not having to be feel like he has to be the guy on the floor because uh, it, I, there's almost like an identity thing going on with him in LA, especially last season. I don't know if you got that as well, but what I mean by that is like, you saw him try to be so aggressive, like the old OKC days and like, he just wouldn't make the shots or he just wouldn't get to the basket and nail the dunk. Um, or he would try this pass or he would airball something or he would do something and it would backfire on him as if he's just trying too hard. Um, I think Westbrook needs to sit back and really consider what is his role right now? Because to me, all-star Russell Westbrook is gone. And I'm not saying he can't still play. I'm not saying he doesn't have heart for the game. I'm not saying he had, he doesn't have his durability. He can play. He showed that last season. He just needs to buckle down on his decision-making and not have to think that he has to be the guy. Because I got that feeling last season. He felt like a guy who was struggling with, okay, do I need to pass the ball off here or do I need to force something? Yeah. And another disclaimer, once again, I'm not trying to talk as if like I'm in the huddle calling plays for LA Lakers or qualified to suggest any basketball tips, but just as a fan, you know, analyzing what I see based on what I see. If Westbrook just go to the fundamentals of just team ball and just what can I do to set up LeBron to shine? What can I do to make his job easier? What what what's some of the things I can do on defense that that creates more offense? Like what can I do? Versus like you're just seven months ago trying to be the saver, you know? Like instead of walking on water, how how can I have a boat that won't sink? You know, <laughs> how can I just have the little things? You know, how about not drill a hole in the boat? You know, like I'm just exactly, saying, yeah. it's like things that you can control, not things you can't control, but his attitude in the locker room, you know, it's not that it was toxic. It kind of was toxic, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like he was trying to make everyone's life principle on the team. It was just yeah. more so like he was just like very out of space. Like he's just not in the moment. Like yeah. his mind was somewhere else. It bothered me too. And again, with the, the media scrums, like after these games, sometimes he just wouldn't, it just came across like, 
oh, y'all are just trying to get on me. So I'm just not going to, you know, like I know y'all are my enemy, whatever. But there was no like responsibility. Like when there were bad games, when he made bad decisions, I felt like he just didn't come out enough and say, yeah, I did make some mistakes or whatever. You know, like I'm going to work on it. I'm going to improve for the next game. I just didn't see enough of that from him. It almost felt like all superstar Russell Westbrook was out on the stand and, you know, like media is just trying to goad him into something. And he still thinks he's really, really good. Don't get me wrong. I think he's still good at this game and he just needs to clamp down on, like you said, the basics and his decision-making. But I feel like he's at a crossroads right now where he hasn't accepted that he is no longer MVP Russell Westbrook. He is, and you brought, you brought up names like LeBron, Giannis. He's nowhere near those guys. Right now, I, I wish he was, but man, there's no way. Because, because reason why their basketball IQ is just sharper. It's just way sharper, and that's just the truth. No one can tell me that his IQ is sharper than LeBron's or uh, Giannis when it comes to basketball. There's just no way. It's not even close. Yeah, or even like Jokic or like Luca, like all like, and those guys are younger too. You know, they've they're they they got bright futures and. Um, just like you said, decision making and the ability to they, not, they're know, in the turn moment. the ball over. Yeah, right. Yeah. They they play in the moment. And that's the difference. Like when I saw Lakers, he was passive. He wasn't like active and proactive. That's a better way. He wasn't proactive. He was more reactive to situations. And when you watch people like LeBron and Giannis, they they just they see it before it happens. If that makes sense, like they anticipate something, and then they put themselves yeah. in position to either score or to, to create some play, you know. And I would say he had moments. Westbrook had some good moments, but his bad moments outweigh his good his good moments in the last season with LA. And yeah. that's just unfortunate because, you know, no one's gonna look at the highlights you had if if the nightmares were were too heavy. I mean there were some games I saw last season where he was he would go on little runs where he just he was looking like the old Westbrook in OKC. And I was like, oh my gosh, did we just go back in time? Like there were some dunks he got there was some ball handling that he was able to like get get guys on ice skates with, and he hit some really like nothing but net shots. And you just saw those glimpses, and uh, you know you brought up that really good point just now about him being more reactive rather than proactive. You know, just kind of in, not really anticipating, but kind of just following, like going through the motions of what's happening in front of him. Um, you know, he's rolling his eyes right now, like, oh my god, can y'all just go to the next topic? Yeah. And it's like, well, if the foot fits the suit. <laughs> wow, I can't yeah, talk to me. If the shoe fits the, the suit. foot. The suit. The suit. <laughs> what kind of accent is that? If the shoe fits the foot, man. I mean. <laughs> you the shoe it. fits the suit. <laughs> wow. Uh, Russ. He's going to be like, hey. If you can't talk, why, why am I going to about you? Why, why, why do you all have a podcast? You guys can't even... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Yo. the definition of his season. Oh. oh. Well, and we're not even done talking about Russ. I wish I wish we were, <laughs> but can we talk about his defense? 
would be <laughs> exactly. Look, Russ, we're t- we just talked about his offense and his decision making, dude. Russ, improve your defense, man. You can do and it. His defense is missing, just like my ability to say the word "shoe." Man, yeah, yeah. You that, thought I was that, speaking Spanish the way I was talking. You thought yeah. he was. Oh, I'm not gonna go in there, but don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong, man. Like the like as we t- as we talked about earlier, the Lakers team last season as a whole had defensive problems all over the place and issues even standing beyond that. Yeah. But Russ did not help them at all. The Lakers were like a Lamborghini with all flats. Yeah. It looked like, good, but it ain't going anywhere. As soon as they went down the street, they ran over like 20 screws that they yeah. did not anticipate to run over. Yeah. And basically shot down everything that everyone thought they was going to do. And that's unfortunate. You saw LeBron was frustrated. No, everyone was, yeah. I think LeBron was more embarrassed than he was frustrated because it was so much hype. It was so much hype. It was embarrassing, and it should be. I even had them going uh, deep to the uh, Western Finals playing uh, the Warriors. Oh, yeah. They didn't get close. You know what I respected? And this goes back to, you know, that fire and, like, Russ's just seem, seem seemingly lack of care like as far as self-accountability for his performances was when you said yeah lebron was embarrassed yeah you know why lebron's embarrassed because he cares a lot and he knows the expectations on the team and he wants the team to win that's what bugged me when russ was up there in front of the media and he would just be like meh (laughs) he was like he's the person oh this is this gonna sound terrible how can i clean this up all right, I'm going to clean it up. He's the person that uh, watches someone. Uh, you know, when people have a deck of cards, you can make like these little buildings and castles or whatever. Oh, yeah. House of cards. He, yeah. He's the person. Right. I should have said that. He's the person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you make buildings of cards, that's pretty cool, though. <laughs> that's nothing funny. wrong with that. But he's the person that, that pushes the one card that destroys the whole, the whole place. Hmm. Yeah, I know that sounds harsh, but if you think about it, it's actually true. Because his attitude was never backed up with his action. Because it's one thing to have, like, a, you know, I'm not feeling this season or whatever. Well, your other teammates are in the same position, too. They, they're not feeling it either. But his attitude was basically like, I'm not doing nothing on top of the fact that it's frustrating for everybody in the locker room. It's not that he didn't do anything at all, but he played at the level that's beneath than what we're used to seeing when he was with Oklahoma. And I bet you that's what LeBron was hoping he was going to get, the Oklahoma guy. Instead, he got a surprise. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, even in Houston, he averaged like 27 points per game, which is kind of mind-boggling to think about now. Because um, he he had only averaged 18 point ga- points a game last season, but hey, real quick, I want to ask your opinion on this. So just a little while ago, um, the Los Angeles Lakers acquired Patrick Beverly from the Jazz. I saw that in exchange for Taylor 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 Horton Tucker. I can't even speak. And Stanley Johnson. Um, how, how are are uh, Westbrook and? Beverly supposed to just get along, or do you think the Lakers are planning to trade Russell Westbrook? Well, I mean, as long as uh, no one has any 
you know, comments, you know, because some people like making comments on TV about people and that kind of backfired. As long as someone doesn't want to do that, I think they should get along pretty well. Yeah, because a lot of people think that this is a move leaning in the direction of trading Westbrook. And I've seen a few other rumors pop up as well, kind of supporting that. But I'll tell you what, if this Lakers team like gets to the playoffs, has a deep run with both Westbrook and Beverly on the same roster, that's going to speak volumes. And yeah, like that, that alone. Depending on his, his uh, mind too. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, if, we're talking, if, if his mind's in the right place, then they're going to, they're going to have an opportunity to dominate because now there's a chip on their shoulder where they really want to prove every person wrong and basically shut up the media, which is easy to do if you do your job. Exactly. And, um, you know, of course, Pat Beverly is no scrub either. He is one of the most infamous uh, crap talkers in the NBA now, but people forget he's a good defensive player, man. Um, this We were just talking about how one of the biggest issues the Lakers had last season was their defense. And Pat Beverly alone brings legitimacy to that team on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and hopefully Russ improves his defense as well, and then they could be a little more formidable. But this is all going to fall on Russ, man. Like, if the team had to choose between Beverly and Westbrook, they're going to choose Beverly, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, hands down. Yeah, because Russ isn't going to bring that elite defense. Pat does. And at least they won't have to worry about Westbrook turning the ball over a lot, airballing, making poor decisions. Um, so really, this is a test for Westbrook to improve and to learn from his experience last season and to not settle. That's the big thing. I feel like Russ kind of settled a lot last season on things, whether it was for a poor shot or not really being more vocal about, you know, to his team about his accountability and his performances. Um, he needs to show more dedication and yeah. more fire in that department. Real quick, back to Pat, Patrick, call him Pat, whatever. Oh, Patrick. you guys friends? You guys are like close friends? Well, after this comment, he might be my friend. Patrick Beverly is a better teammate, in my opinion, than Westbrook would be to LeBron. Because I just, I see Pat as, or Patrick as a very hungry player like he wants to eat like he's going to dive you know deep in the stands to get the ball he's going to do whatever you got to do for his teammates i think that's the attitude you need right now with the lakers and they can get uh him wearing a lakers uniform dude i think him and lebron gonna have a steak dinner and they be like all right let's make that run for that chip yeah, absolutely, man. I think this was a great pickup for them. Um, really, it just comes down to how these two guys are going to operate together. Westbrook going to have to ride the bench, man. In the sure. locker room. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm. this is really interesting. And we, we don't even know if this is it. You know, Westbrook could just be traded. Um, now, before we close this out, I do want to say I think Westbrook can rebound. I think his days as an all-star are over, though. I think he needs to sit down look at himself in the mirror and say, look, I am not Mr. MVP anymore. I am not LeBron level. I'm not Giannis level. I'm not Jokic level. You know, yeah, I'm not Super Luka Mario level. brothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not Mario anymore. He's not Luigi. People anymore. play Fortnite now. So yeah. You gotta level up. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. But I think Russ needs to sit down and tell himself like, Hey, it's, it's not, it's a hard pill to swallow, but he's not the same player he used to be. And um, I just had an image of Luigi talking to us. (laughs) 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 It was for just drop the coins. Oh, Oh, no. But look, I think I think Russell can definitely play on another team. He should. He could even be a starting point guard somewhere if he wants to. But he needs to sit down and not think that he has to be the guy to score all the points to make all the plays because he doesn't have to. You brought up a really good point earlier in this podcast about him looking at, you know, setting up LeBron, setting up AD, setting up other guys for shots, you know, make his other teammates better without feeling like he has to have volume and create everything. And that's the Uh, point. Like he probably felt like he was the one that needed to have the ball versus he could have just been the one to help everybody else do better. Yeah. Again, the hero ball mentality that we were talking about earlier in the episode. Yeah. I think he has to sit back and realize he doesn't have to do that. Even if he switches to that mindset next season, if he's still in the Lakers, I think they would be fine. I think he would put his ego in check. But he has to realize that I don't have to do everything. I need to get out of my old OKC days mindset and be more team friendly and not feel like I have to do it all or, you know, show a little bit more effort in different areas instead of having to have the ball in his hands all the time. That's the other thing, too. He can put more effort into the other aspects of his game, like his defense, his reactions to uh, his anticipation instead of, you know, having to worry about, oh, how am I going to get to the paint right now? Or what's going to be my next three-point attempt? You know, it's just things that he can dedicate more energy, more focus on in other areas instead of focusing on him, how he's going to drive to the basket in the next, and then whenever he gets the ball next. So, uh, but he definitely should be in the league. He's only 33. Um, so he's got, I think he's got like a good three more years. Um, and he can definitely be serviceable to a team. And he deserves that. And he's a future Hall of Famer. Uh, he still has a lot to bring to the table, but I think it's going to take the right coach, the right locker room. Dude, if you put Westbrook as a backup on the Celtics, I mean, we're talking Westbrook could be like a six-man of the year, you know? Like what the numbers he can put up, the discipline locker room, Ime Udoka's mindset, the community. You know, I think he just needs a really good locker room, one where the media isn't hovering over him all the time. And that was another problem with L.A., with the Lakers especially. I mean, with the Clippers, it's like, yeah, but it's the Clippers. With the Lakers, he's going to have every single eyeglass on him. And that's exactly what happened last season. When things started falling apart, when Russ, uh, when Russ was making mistakes, the, you know, the Lakers media was all over him. The L.A. media was all over him, and that didn't help him at all. And um, he didn't respond to it well either. He wasn't uh, so. used to that level of scrutiny either because if you look at the history of L.A., of course, they're gonna be on you, man. Like you're you're invited to a castle. Like you're not you're not someone's barbecue party. Like you're, this is like top of the top. This is a like very important platform. You don't just get to wink it. You know, this this life is Boston or, or Lakers. It's a special platform that has deep history. You don't just get to wink it and. Oh, I don't feel like talking to y'all. You know, you don't get to do that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. Uh, so what do you think? 
because I think I think Russ can rebound, and I don't necessarily mean like he's going to rebound to be the old Russ that he was. Uh, I don't think he needs to be an All Star anymore, but he can definitely still contribute to a team, whether it's with the Lakers or not. Um, hopefully, it would be nice to see him stay with the Lakers and prove to that organization, prove to all of those doubters out there that he can put his ego aside that he can you know, swallow his pride and work with Pat Bev to ultimately bring the Lakers another championship. And that's, that's what I was going to touch on real fast, is if he becomes teammates with Patrick, Patrick is going to help Westbrook get better, period. That's the way I see it. Because I think Westbrook is going to find room to respect Pat for what he brings to you know, 18, because Patrick just has that, uh, he has that aggressiveness too. He'll do everything he can to make things worse. He he is also loyal to whatever team he is on. Yeah, ride or die. Yeah. And that's probably what Westbrook needs is someone who's ride or die. And when he sees that, he might just be like, okay, I'm going to go in as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think hopefully... Hopefully uh, Westbrook sees the Pat Beverly edition as a good thing and uses it to motivate himself to also grow. So, man, do you got any closing thoughts? Because I, I think we're all done here. No, I mean, I would say the future is as bright as Westbrook makes it. He has all the tools in his toolbox. We just have to see him bring the tools out and get to work. Yeah, for sure. Well said, man. Well said. Well, thank you all for joining us here on the Baller Boys podcast. We just tackled a very hot topic in the form of Russell Westbrook. We wish nothing but the best for him. We're just a couple of you know podcasters who are just observing what we've seen from the situation from this gentleman. We wish nothing but the best for him, his family as well. Um, fans, don't go harassing NBA players or their families. Um, remember that drama with Westbrook. That was That's not cool. Um, but we are just giving our opinions and, uh, this is just based on what we've seen, you know, what we've heard and, uh, we, we wish all the best for him, you know, and I think he's got a lot in the tank. We both believe he still has a lot to provide an NBA franchise. Um, but maybe he can just sit back and kind of look at himself to, you know, realize what areas that he can improve in. And I'm hoping he does that sooner rather than later. And, um, so that he can, and especially, I hope he does it with the Lakers. But yeah, at the end of the day, we want the best for him. But you know, again, we got to do this. This is this is this is podcasting, man. We give our opinions out here, and we want to thank you all for joining us here, listening to us talk about sports, sports, and more sports. We hope you are entertained. And follow us on Twitter, Shmaya. Let them know what that handle is. Well, my handle is not that great on the basketball court, but it is on Twitter. Ooh. Is Shmaya on the BT? There you go. You heard it. Shamaya on the BT. And you could follow me, Mark, Mark, the MC, M-A-R-K-T-H, three threes, no E's, capital M, capital C. And just hit us up, man. We retweet some good stuff. We give you updates on the podcast. You could also check out Sweep the League as well. Both Shamaya and I are part of Sweep the League. You can check out I Am Refocused Radio as well. That is the Shamaya interview show. He gets all sorts of guests on there. Check out all three of those if you wish to be entertained just like you were tonight. And thank you for giving us your time and your ears. With that being said, tell your mom, tell your grandma. Peace out.